Good morning, friends. Uh, today we're continuing our series on the fruit of the Spirit. The message title today is This Time Mentality. It comes from Ephesians chapter uh, 2, verses 8 to 10. In recent messages, I've talked about how some of these qualities can be described as feelings or emotions. Joy is a feeling, inner peace is a feeling, patience most certainly is a feeling. However, today we're going to take a look at one aspect of the fruit of the Spirit that has nothing whatsoever to do with feelings. I'm talking about goodness. What you will leave today, hopefully, knowing is that goodness is not a feeling. As it relates to the fruit of the Spirit, it's an action and nothing less. Now, many times uh, we say to our kids, be good. But what we're really saying is that we want them to do good. In the New Testament, Paul says the same to believers. I want you to do good. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, you will abound in every good work. In Colossians 1, 10, Paul prays that the believers will continue bearing fruit in every good work. In 2 Timothy 3, 17, Paul says that through the word of God, we are equipped for every good work. God's plan for his people who are growing in spiritual maturity and who are walking in the fullness of the fruit of the Spirit is that they, that's we, uh, will do good at every opportunity. We even hear the same from Jesus in the Gospels as a warning for those who consider themselves religious. In Matthew 7:16, he said, By their fruit you will recognize them. Or Luke 3, 9, Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down. Today's message, then, is an exhortation for each of us to take seriously the gospel call to do good, with the emphasis on do. The problem is that anyone who sets out to do good runs nose first into a pretty big obstacle. And that obstacle? Well, we're not good. None of us. Not me, not you, not anyone. When the rich young ruler came to Jesus, he said to him in Mark 10:18, There is none good but God. In the Old Testament, David said in Psalm 53.3, There is no one that does good, not even one. Then in Romans, Paul repeated what David said in Romans 3.10, There is no one righteous, not even one. On the one hand, we have the Bible telling us no one does good because no one is good. On the other hand, God tells us through his word, I want you to do good. Now, that's a tall order, certainly in my case, because it's like telling a dog you want him to sing opera. You might get him on stage, you might get some howling out of him, but he's not going to hit their high notes or even the right notes. Now, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're all too aware that when the Bible says there is none righteous, it's talking about you. For you, the idea of becoming good is... And being good feels like tunneling through the rocky mountains with a garden spade. It's just not possible. Today we're going to journey into goodness, your goodness. Paul said the fruit of the Spirit includes goodness. So how do we get there? Well, let's talk about three essential distinctions needed in order to fully cultivate this aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. First of all, you need to understand there is a difference between being and doing. Another way to say it is this, you need to understand the difference between being made righteous and doing works of righteousness. When the Bible tells us to do good, we need to remember that the command comes with a non-negotiable clause. 
you can't do good your way into heaven or into a right relationship with God. You can't even do good your way into being a good person. It will never be enough. It'll never happen. The prophet Isaiah says in chapter 64, verse 6, all righteous acts are like filthy rags. I mean, try earning your own salvation is like that dog singing opera. You can't form the words and you can't hit the notes. See, that's why Jesus came into this world to die for your sins, our sins. While he was on the cross, the sinless Savior bore the sin of the world. So every sin you will ever commit was placed upon him and he paid the price for it like a sacrificial lamb. But his work doesn't stop there. Not only was your sin transferred to Jesus on the cross, but when you received him as your Lord and Savior, his righteousness was transferred to you. The theological word for this is imputed righteousness. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So you see, Jesus took on your sin, uh, you took on his righteousness, and you were made right with God, not by your own hard work, not by tunneling through the Rockies with a spade and finally getting to the other side, but by his mercy. That is exactly what today's text tells us, tells us Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Now, the Bible never says do good so that God will love you or do good so that you can earn your salvation or do good so that you will become a good person. That kind of goodness just does not exist. The only way to become good or righteous is to receive the gift of righteousness through God's Son, Jesus. If you've never made that decision, well, friends, today is the day. Continuing this journey into goodness, remember the Christian life doesn't end with being made positionally righteous through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Our Christian life continues as we become, through our actions, more and more like Jesus. Well, let's look at the next verse in our text today. Paul says that we are saved by grace, not by works. But then he adds in verse 10, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. This was God's plan all along for each of us. You do good, not in order order to earn God's favor, but in response to the favor you have been freely given. It's really simple. His love, our response. That's why I say that when Paul tells us that goodness is the fruit of the Spirit, he's not talking about our positional right standing with God through Jesus. That matter's already been settled. He's talking about our daily behavior. So second, we need to understand that goodness is never less than an action. Now, we tend to judge ourselves by our best intentions. I mean, I really meant to do good. I really wanted to help, but I just never got around to doing it. And we fool ourselves into thinking that our good intentions are good enough. But when it comes to cultivating the fruit of goodness... Good intentions by themselves are never good enough. It comes down to what you do. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus told a parable about a man who had two sons. He told one son to go to work in the vineyard today, and the son said, No, I won't do it. He then told his other son to go work in the vineyard, and that son said, Okay, I'll do it. 
However, as you read through Matthew 21, as it turns out, the son who said he would work in the vineyard never actually went to work in the vineyard. And the son who said, I will not work in the vineyard, changed his mind and went to work. So Jesus asked in Matthew 21:31, which of these two did what his father wanted? Well, the answer is pretty obvious, isn't it? When it comes to working in the vineyard, good intentions may be good, but they're not good enough. Ultimately, it comes down to what you do. Feeling compassion is one thing. Doing compassion is what counts. The desire to do good and the promise to do good by themselves aren't enough. It comes down to what you actually do. When a screenwriter or playwright is developing a character, they keep in mind a simple principle. It's this. A character is what the character does. In the movies, that's how we separate the good guys from the bad guys because you can only see the character's actions. The character may grow and change throughout the story and that will that change will be reflected in a change of behavior because goodness is never less than an action. Now here's what I'm saying. If you've been taking solace in your good intentions, thinking at least I mean well, it's time to put your best intentions to work. Maybe some of you are like the first son who said, I will not work in the vineyard. If so, it's time to change your mind and get to work. I suspect that more of us are like the second son. We have every intention of doing the good we know our father has asked us to do, but we just never quite get around to doing it. It's time then to back up our best intentions with our best effort. That leads me to the third clause I want you to consider today as we strive to cultivate the fruit of goodness, and it's this. Goodness is cultivated on a case-by-case basis. It's not a one-and-done kind of thing. I, you know, I did this good work and I helped that person over there and I build up a credit balance and I can coast for a while. When it comes to cultivating goodness, we start every day with a clean slate with a zero balance and it is up to us to build up the account every day. In Galatians 6.10, Paul said, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. At every opportunity, he says, and if you're paying attention, you'll hear the opportunity to do good pounding on your door all throughout the day. The best way to cultivate goodness, then, is to develop this time mentality. As in, this time I will do the right thing. This time I will do the good thing. I may be tempted to defer my obedience to another day, but this time I will do the right thing. I don't have the best track record in all the world, and I've certainly blown it plenty of times in the past, but this time I will do the good thing. Rather than wait to help this person, I'll do it now, this time. Rather than merely patting myself on the back for having good intentions deep down, I will take my good intentions to the next level and give it my best effort this time. See, goodness is cultivated on a day-by-day, case-by-case basis. And it comes down to you saying, this time I will do good. In Acts chapter 10, 38, Peter summarized the life of Jesus like this. He went around doing good. What an amazing way to summarize a life. You go around doing good. You may not be able to raise the dead and heal the sick, but you can go through life doing good at every opportunity this time. Now, as a final thought, here's why this aspect of fruit of the Spirit is my, I think it's my favorite. 
As I said in my opening, this quality has nothing to do with feelings. It all comes down to your actions. There may be days when you don't feel like a good person. The devil may be reminding you of every bad thing you've ever done, every stupid thing you've ever said, or every empty promise you've ever made, or every good intention you've abandoned. And you may be thinking, I don't feel any goodness at all within me. I feel like I'm the worst person in the world. Now, in this context, for the purpose of cultivating this quality of the Spirit's fruit, it doesn't matter how you feel. It only matters what you do. If you buy groceries for a single mom who's staring at empty cupboards, it doesn't matter how you feel about yourself that day. The good you do is tangible. If you visit someone who's hospitalized or lonely and speak words of encouragement to someone on the edge of despair, it doesn't matter how you feel about yourself in that given moment. The good you do is tangible. If you drag yourself out of bed in the morning and open your Bible and ask God to give you direction for the day, it doesn't matter how unworthy you feel in that situation. The good you do is tangible. Now, there are times, and a high percentage of the time, I'd say, when the Christian life is an abundance of good feelings. Joy and peace and contentment, satisfaction, love and a strong connection to other people. And then there are times when we don't feel good at all about ourselves, about our past, about our future, about anything. Now, even when you're feeling your worst, you can still cultivate the quality of goodness. Because goodness is not based on your feelings. It's built on your actions. This time, actions. Through the sacrificial death of Jesus, you have been made good deep down deep. When we walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we can bring this quality of Christ-imputed goodness to the surface. Any negative emotion that you will ever have is powerless to affect the cultivation of this quality because goodness <clears throat> is about, all about what you do, not what you feel. Galatians 6.10 Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. It begins today, this time. And until next time, See the vision, live the mission, feel the passion.